You're listening to a message from Victory Carmona. We hope to inspire and encourage you today. Sure. 
take me Cause you overcame God, we say You're our
chapter 3 verses 22 and 23 it says the steadfast love of the Lord never ceases his mercies never come to an end they are new every morning great is his faithfulness the book of Lamentations is about the suffering of the people of Jerusalem that's why the author was sad he was lamenting But right in the middle of the Book of Lamentations, we see this message of hope. It's as if God is saying, no matter what your situation is, you can always look forward to a fresh start because my love and my mercy are unending. They are new every morning. Similar to our situation, we are still in the midst of a pandemic with an end nowhere in sight. 
the Lord is saying to us, take heart. I can give you a fresh start. A new beginning. And we can only see that if we shift our focus from our situations and ourselves to the source of hope, to the source of love, and that is God alone. And so I pray that as we enter this new year, let us be hopeful and let us hold on to this promise from God because He who promised is faithful. He is faithful yesterday, today, and forever. Let us pray. Father God, we just want to thank you for everything that you have done in the past year, the year 2020, O oh God. Di namin ma-imagine, Panginoon, kung paano mo kami naitawid, O oh God, sa dami ng pinagdaanan namin. And that's only because of your faithfulness, Lord. Thank you for keeping us safe. Thank you for providing all our needs. Thank you for giving us hope and a promise of secure future, Lord. That as we enter this year 2021, Lord, we can look forward to a fresh start, to a new beginning. Lord, salamat po, Panginoon. We just entrust this new year to you. Yung nais mo lamang po ang mangyari, Panginoon. Yung kalooban mo lamang ang mangyari, O God. Sa buhay namin, sa buhay ng pamilya namin, sa bansa namin, and even sa buong mundo, O God. Thank you, Lord. Ito po ang aming panalangin sa pangalan ni Jesus. Amen. Happy New Year! Victory Carmona and Manggahan. I'm Marie Estimada. I'm one of the volunteers of our church. You know, the past year, the year 2020, has been a difficult and a challenging year. But just as it is written in Isaiah, take heart because the God that we serve is a God that can make all things new. He can turn around our situation. And so as we enter this new year, let us be excited and hopeful with what God will be doing for this year. And just as 2020 did not break you and me, I pray that the year 2021 will bring breakthroughs upon breakthroughs for you and your families. So for our time of giving, let me read to you John chapter 10 verse 10. The thief comes only to steal and kill and destroy. I have come so that you may have life and have it abundantly. Alam niyo po, God designed our lives to be abundant. Abundant in hope, abundant in joy, abundant in peace, in blessings and provision. But if we don't live an abundant life, if we don't act as if we have a lot, We don't give generously, we don't love unselfishly, we don't give hope for other people. It's as if we're allowing the thief to steal and kill and destroy what God has designed for our lives. So let's be a channel of blessing no, for our church uh, and for other people so that we will not allow the enemy to take away what God has given us. Shall we pray? Lord, We just want to thank you for giving us an abundant life. Kahit kailan, Panginoon, hindi ka po nagkulang. And Lord, just as you have designed 
an abundant life for us, may we live it accordingly, Panginoon. May we be a channel of blessing for your ministry, for your church, and for other people, Panginoon. Dahil alam namin, O oh God, that whatever we give, Lord, hindi ka po uh, magsasawang ibalik ito, Panginoon, ng higit pa sa aming inaasahan. Maraming salamat, Panginoon, sa uh, faithfulness mo sa aming buhay and may, may you see us also being faithful, Panginoon, uh, sa aming pong pananampalataya, O oh God, sa aming pong walk sa iyo, O oh God. Thank you, Lord. We just want to honor you in our giving. In Jesus' name, this we pray. Amen. Every year as a church, we pray and fast at the start of the year and mid-year because we want to know God more, go deeper in the Word, and be in faith for what He will do in and through us. When we fast, we declare that we want God more than food by denying ourselves for a time. Remember, pray about the kind of fast you will undertake and commit to it ahead of time. Do not decide on a day-to-day -day basis. Ask God for grace. Together, let's know God more and hear from Him during our prayer and fasting. Good day, Victory Carmona and Mangahan. So welcome to our first Sunday service of the year. So welcome 2021. But before I start, I just want to greet everyone. Happy, happy new year. I hope and I pray that in spite of what happened, in spite of mga pinagdaraanan natin, we still have a reason to celebrate, to celebrate Christmas and to celebrate the brand new year na darating or na dumating. So welcome to our Sunday worship service. By the way, I am Leo, one of the leaders here in our church. And today, we're going to talk about the awesomeness of God, or the awesome God. <clears throat> Last year, we started the year with the series na uh, pinamagatang The Amazing Grace. And I believe na wala tayo sa kinalalagyan natin ngayon without the amazing grace of God. Sa dami ng mga pinagdaanan natin, sa dami ng mga nangyari, parang... Sobra-sobra na. Punong-puno na yung 2020. And without the amazing grace of God, I believe we are, we are uh, wala tayo sa kung nasaan tayo ngayon. And I believe, anuman yung mga, mga bagay na hindi naging maganda sa paningin natin, we still have a reason to worship and glorify our Lord. That is because of His amazing grace. So, sabi ko kanina, we will start our brand new series titled, Awesome God. But let me define awesome first. Sabi ng dictionary, awesome is extremely impressive or daunting, inspiring, great admiration, breathtaking, amazing. So that is what awesome means. So let me give a, a picture kung paano natin gagamitin itong adjective na awesome to describe a things. So sabi ng mga ilang, uh, ilang magaling sa literature or sa 
sa yeah, sa literature na if we describe a sandwich, hindi enough yung sandwich para sabihin nating awesome. Yes, kung nasarapan tayo sa sandwich or uh, iba yung naging panlasa natin sa sandwich, we can describe a sandwich as great, even better, or even best sandwich na natikman natin. But awesome is not an appropriate adjective to describe that sandwich. Why? Because hindi enough yung sandwich para gamitin yung awesome sa kanya. So paano daw natin gagamitin yung awesome into describing other things? Pag, pag nakita natin yung Niagara Falls, although hindi ko pa nakikita yung Niagara Falls, pag nakita daw natin yung Niagara Falls sa, sa lakas ng pressure ng tubig, sa laki nito, sa lawak, and yun nga sa uh, a mighty current na nandito, this falls is um, an awesome falls. So ganun natin ginagamit yung word na awesome in describing things. Hindi sa maliliit na bagay, but on a great and impressive things. So when we say an awesome God, actually, it is not enough to describe our God. But awesome is just an adjective na pwede nating, uh, pwedeng maunawaan nung finite mind natin. Na meron tayong idea o picture kung gaano kalaki, kamighty, kalawak ang kapangyarihan ng Panginoon. This is only a, a glimpse or a, a small piece of the puzzle to describe God. Pero if, if gagamitin natin to para makita natin o maliwanagan tayo kung sino or gaano kamakapangyarihan yung Diyos na sinasamba natin. So, Our serious objective, people will have, tayo, will have a deeper understanding of God's covenantal attributes as revealed through His name. So, mapag-uusapan natin dito yung mga, yung mga taong na-encounter naka, naka, na ni God or yung mga taong kinatagpo ng Panginoon during their situation at dito ni-reveal niya yung kanyang mga, panga, yung kanyang mga pangalan, which means, uh, which is uh, applicable or may meaning during that situation, sa mga, uh, during their present situation. So, we, we will know the covenantal attributes as, we, as God reveals His name, leading to worship, holiness, and missions. So, yun nga, pag naiintindihan natin kung gano'ng ka-awesome ang Panginoon, ang, ang tanging magiging response lamang natin is to bend our knee in worship, holiness, and mission. So in this series, we, are, we will examine the awesomeness of God through encounters men and women had with Him. Kaya sabi ko kanina, mga tao, mga lalaki o babaeng kinatagpo ng Panginoon during, during, that, uh, during sa mga panahon na may mga pinagdaraanan sila. So in each instance, there is a particular name, God, that captured what God revealed about Himself in the encounter. So today we will talk about uh, we will talk about the name of the Lord, which is Yahweh or Jehovah, my Lord, and the attributes that revealed is God self-existence. Mamaya pag-usapan natin what do you mean by God self-existence? So our ideas or big ideas here is God's presence emboldens us for any mission He gives us. God's presence, ang presensya ng Panginoon, will embolden us for any missions 
he, give, he gives us. So, if you have your Bible with me, or an apps, sa mga cellphones nyo, you can open it or swipe it in Exodus 3. We will read from Exodus chapter 3, verse 1 to 15. So, samahan nyo ako, or sabayan nyo ako while we're reading the verse. I'm reading in ESB. Chapter 3, verse 1. Now Moses was keeping the flock of his father-in-law, Jethro, the priest of Midian, and he led his flock to the west side of the wilderness and came to Horeb, the mountain of God. And the angel of the Lord appeared to him in a flame of fire out of the midst of a, bu- of a bush. He looked, and behold, the bush was burning, yet it was not consumed. And Moses said, I will turn aside to see this great sight why the bush is not burned. When the Lord saw that he turned aside to see, God called him out of the bush, Moses, Moses. And he said, Here I am. Then he said, Do not come near. Take your sandals off your feet, for the place on which you are standing is holy ground. And he said, I am the God of your father, the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, and the God of Jacob. And Moses hid his face, for he was afraid to look at God. Verse 7, Then the Lord said, I have surely seen the affliction of my people who are in Egypt, and have heard their cry because of their taskmaster. I know their suffering, and I have come down to deliver them out of the hand of the Egyptians, and to bring them up out of the land to a good and broad land, a land flowing with milk and honey, to a place of Canaanites, the Hittites, the Amorites, the Perizzites, the Hebites, and the Jebusites. And now, behold, the cry of the people of Israel has come to me. I have also seen the oppression with which the Egyptians oppressed them. Come, I will send you to Pharaoh, that you may bring people, my people, the children of Israel, out of Egypt. But Moses said to God, Who am I that I should go to Pharaoh? And bring the children of Israel out of Egypt. He said, But I will be with you, and this shall be the sign of he, for you that I have sent you. When you have brought the people out of Egypt, you shall serve the God on this mountain. Then Moses said to God, If I come to the people of Israel and say to them, The God of your fathers has sent me to you, and they ask me, What is his name? And what shall I say to them? God said to Moses, I am who I am. And he said, say this to the people of Israel, I am has sent me to you. God also said, Moses, say this to the people of Israel, the Lord, the God of your fathers, the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, and the God of Jacob has sent me to you. This is my name forever. Thus I am to remember throughout all generations. Shall we pray? Lord, once again, Lord, thank you for your word. Thank you for the amazing grace that you have given unto us in the, in the past years, O oh God. And we believe, O oh Lord, that you're still with us in this coming year. Lord, we pray that you are the one who will reveal yourself unto us. Give us a new revelation, O oh God, on how are, we going to, uh, how are we going to stand on the gap between the people, between ourselves and you, O oh God. Lord, maraming maraming salamat muli sa pagkakataon na to na ginamit mo ang iyong lingkod upang iyong maging... Uh, upang maging tagapagpahayag, Panginoon, ng iyong, ng iyong salita. Holy Spirit, we ask you, we invite you today to be our teacher. Use your servant, mighty God, 
so that I will deliver the word, your word with truth and with faith, Lord. Lord, thank you. We honor you in Jesus' mighty name. Amen and amen. So we read uh, the story of Moses, the story of the burning bush. A very familiar story. Kung napanood na natin yung The Prince of Egypt or even The Ten Commandments, dinaanan yung story na to. So it becomes so familiar to us na kung paano tinawag si Moses. But before I, I jump on our verse, or before I jump on the verse na binasa natin, uh, let, me, let me give a little background on the book of Exodus. Actually, the book of Exodus, Exodus means exit. So yun po, Exodus means exit. It is the exit of Israel from Egypt or their exit from the slavery into freedom. So the writer, the same writer of the Pentateuchs, the, the first five books of the the first five books of the Bible, which is Moses. So, yun po, isa lang po uh, yung writer ng first five books of the, uh, of the Bible, which is Moses. So, <clears throat> there is no consensus among scholars to date when the events of Exodus took place. But because of Exodus uh, 1 verse 11, sabi doon, it depicts Israel working to the city called Ramses. So, yun yung naging basihan ng mga scholars kung ano yung naging timeline ng events ng Exodus. So scholars believe that this would suggest that Exodus occurred during the reign of Ramses II, possibly around 1260 BC. So, if we look at the original text or Hebrew, Hebrew text of Exodus, it starts with the conjunction and, A-N-D or at sa Tagalog, so end. But in, in King James Version, it started in now. So what does it mean? What is the implication? So Exodus is the continuation of the redemptive history that God began in the book of Genesis. Alam naman natin yung kwento in Genesis 3, the fall of man. Then after that, God continues to rebuild his people. So Exodus is the continuation of the redemptive history that God began in the book of Genesis. So this redemption revealed in the judgment of, of the Egypt, uh, the Passover, and the parting of the Red Sea. Ito yung ilan sa mga main event na nangyari sa Exodus. So the, the judgment of Egypt, the, the Passover, and the parting of the Red Sea. So these threefold, uh, these threefold deliverance became the determining event in the history of the nation. And not just in a not just in the Exodus, but this, uh, especially the Passover and the parting of the Red Sea, became a determining event or foreshadowed the upcoming or the future the future's, uh, redemption or salvation na gagawin ng Panginoon in Jesus Christ. So not just in the Exodus, but it foreshadows what will happen in the future. So, mamaya, um, ma- madadaanan natin why na Makikita natin na God is not just the God of the past, the God of, but He is also the God of the present and the God of the future. So the key themes of the Exodus, uh, number one is covenant promise. The Lord remembered the covenant promise to Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. Uh, the, uh, madadaan, magiging familiar tayo sa formula na ito. Madadaanan at madadaanan natin sa ilang books uh, ilang chapter ng Exodus ang uh, sinabi, I am the God of uh, Abraham, the God of Isaac, and the God of Jacob. Because uh, one of the theme of Exodus is the covenant promise. 
The other one is the covenant mediator, which is Moses. Moses mediates between the Lord and his people. And the other one is the covenant presence. God's presence to his people is highlighted throughout the book of Exodus. May kita natin kung paano sinamahan ng Panginoon yung, yung Israelites from uh, mula nung in, uh, mula nung katagpuin niya si Moses, nung sinendya si Moses, nung umalis ang, ang Israel sa Egypt after yung 40 years nila into the desert, sinamahan ng Panginoon yung mga tao niya. So, in Egypt, ano yung, uh, a little background, in Egypt, the Israelites were fruitful and increased abundantly and multiplied. They grew exceedingly mighty and the land was filled with them. Siguro itong mga mga Israelites, para mga Pilipino rin to yung tipong during that time, parami ng parami. So, then arose a new king over Egypt who didn't know Joseph. Actually, nagsimula yung mga Israelites sa, sa Egypt because of Joseph. Nung nagkaroon ng, ng tagutom during the time of Joseph, uh, pinapunta ni Jacob yung mga anak niya sa Egypt para, yun nga, para tingnan or kumuha ng makakain. Then after that, Nakita nila si Joseph uh, dun sa Egypt. Then, pinapunta ni Joseph yung lahi niya or yung father niya and yung mga kapatid niya into Egypt. So, doon nagsimula. But, 200 plus years between the death of death of Joseph and time of Moses, nagkaroon ng maraming pangyayari. So, it is almost five to six generation na yung dumaan na Nagkaroon ng iba't ibang hari yung Egypt na hindi na nila nakilala kung sino si Joseph. And even to the Israelites, nagkaroon ng, ng salinlahe na hindi na naipasa kung ano yung ginawa ng Panginoon during the time of Joseph. Kaya it is important for us na ipasa sa susunod na generation kung sino ang Panginoon o pagkakilala natin sa Panginoon na hindi dapat ito huminto sa atin. Why? Because of what happened to Israel. Hindi yan na kanila nakilala ang Panginoon. So in Exodus 2, 23-25, a little uh, konting verses bago yung, main, yung, bago yung binasa nating chapter kanina. Sabi doon, During those many days, King of Egypt died. King of Egypt died. And the people of Israel groaned because of their slavery and cried out for help. Their cry for rescue from slavery came up to God. And God heard their groaning. And God remembered His covenant with Abraham, Isaac, and with God, and with Jacob. And God saw the people of Israel and God knew it. So, nakita ng Panginoon yung cry o yung paghihirap ng kanyang mga tao. Or the, or, or, or the cry of Israel. Pero in this verse, from chapter 1 and 2, there is no indication... And the text that the Israelites prayed to God. Bakit ni, uh, some scholars says that during this time, nagiging eroded na yung pagkakakilala ng mga Israelites sa Panginoon. So there is no indication that the Israelites pray to God. Ang gusto lang nila, mawala kami. Ma- ma- maalis kami sa sitwasyon na kung anong meron kami ngayon. Ma- ma- maalis kami sa paghihirap na to. But, God remembered His people. Even na hindi sila, hindi sila tumawag sa Panginoon, God heard them cry. So, the only indication na 
um, the only people na sinabing uh, may takot or may pit kay, kay God during their time is the in Exodus 1 verse 15 to 21, yung dalawang, dalawang midwives na, na, tin, na inutusan ng pero na kung ang anak ng Israelites is lalaki, then patayin nila. Kung babae, okay lang. But because of the fear of the Lord, hindi nila ginawa. So sila yung mga, ilan lang sa mga sinabing parang nakakakilala pa or may takot pa sa Panginoon. And also, the parents of Moses. Na sinabi sa Hebrews 11 verse 23. Ang sabi doon, Hebrews 11 verse 23. By faith, Moses, when he was born, was hidden for three months by his parents because they saw the child was beautiful and they were not afraid of the king's edict. So by faith, they had Mo- Moses. So let's go to our verse. Let's go to the chapter. Let's go to uh, kung paano na-encounter ni God si Moses. But let me ask you this question. What happened when God calls? Ano mangyayari? kapag tumawag ang Panginoon. So, sama-sama nating i-discover kung ano nangyari kay Moses nung tinawag niya, tinawag siya ng Panginoon. Actually, kung titingnan natin, it is just a normal day sa buhay ni Moses during that time. In verse 1, sabi daw, Now Moses was keeping the flock of his father-in-law Jethro, the priest of Midian, and he led his flock to the west side of the wilderness and came to Horeb, the mountain of God. Now, after the life of Moses, nung mula nung tumakbo siya, uh, tumakas siya from Egypt, dahil dun nga sa napatay niyang Egyptian, dahil pinagtanggol niya yung kababayan niya o yung uh, kalahi niyang Israelites, ba? imbes na maging encouragement sa mga tao kung ano yung ginawa ni Moses, hindi, bumaliktad. So, dahil dun, tumakbo si Moses or tumakas si Moses from Egypt, then 40 years na yung nagdaan. So imagine ko ano yung buhay ni Moses within that 40 years. So nasanay na siya na ganito yung ginagawa, araw-araw magpapastol ng tupa, then iuuwi, and so on and so on. A daily, a normal daily, daily routine by Moses. So it it's just another day in the desert. He has been there for 40 years. And hindi niya alam that at that very moment, it's about, his destiny is about to change. So Moses has no idea what the day held for him. Walang, uh, walang nangyari, walang ulan, walang rock slide, or walang anything. Just, just as a normal day. Na ipapastol ko itong tupa, kakain, then after that, uwi na. So, same with us. Araw-araw, we are living in this, uh, tinatawag nating a normal routine. Hindi natin ala. Uh, Naging familiar na tayo sa buhay, naging familiar na tayo sa environment. Kaya nga, nung dumating yung COVID, lahat tayo na-shock. Kasi walang handa. Hindi tayo handa sa anumang, sa anumang pwedeng mangyari. Binalutan tayo ng takot. Why? Because hindi yun normal na pangyayari sa buhay natin. But it is interesting, when revival comes, madalas it comes in ordinary days. Or sa, or sa mga araw, na down na down tayo. You may have been praying for it, but when it comes, it always takes you by surprise. Why? Because our God is a God of surprise. That ordinary day become an extraordinary because of His encounter to God. 
Sabi ng verse 2, And the angel of the Lord appeared to him in flame of fire out of the midst of, the, of a bush. He looked, and behold, the bush was burning, yet it was not consumed. So, let me stop there. The angel of the Lord. Actually, in Hebrew, the angel of the Lord, which is, which, uh, the Hebrew word is malak, which means the messenger. But we should not make assumption regarding of the appearance of this messenger. Madalas kasi, when we, when we heard the word, of, the word angel, ang nasa isip natin, ito yung may mga pakpaka, nakaputing robe, then they will send message. Pero, in this chapter, there is no indication, there is no record that malak giving a message to Moses. Hindi, hindi sinabing, um, this is uh, just a messenger. But in verse 4, mamaya, titignan natin, God will address Moses directly. So, the angel of the Lord directly addressed this message to Moses. And sabi sa verse 4, God directly addressed his, mo- his message to Moses. So, it is very reason that we believe that this angel is God himself. When the Old Testament um, use the word the angel of the Lord, it always points to the second person of the Trinity, which is the Lord himself. And if we observe the, the New Testament, the appearance of the, the angel of the Lord, so madalas nagagamit sa Old Testament, yung, the, the angel of the Lord. So if we observe the New Testament, the appearance of the angel of the Lord sees or huminto after the incarnation of Jesus, after the incarnation of Christ. So angels are mentioned many, many, um, many times in the New Testament. An angel or angels, mentioned um, in the New Testament, but the word angel of the Lord is never mentioned in the New Testament after the birth of Christ. So the angel of the Lord is the Lord himself. This is what we call theophany. So sabi doon, he looked and behold, the bush was burning, yet it was not consumed. So there is no indication here that Moses noticed the angel of the Lord. Walang indication na sinasabi niya, nakita niya yung angel of the Lord. Ano yung nakakot up ng attention niya? is the burning bush. A shepherd will be concerned about the possibility of bush fire spreading and threatening the sheep. So kung, <clears throat> during that time, Normal naman na nagbo-burn or nasusunog yung mga bush. Lalong-lalo na kung mainit. Lalong, yun nga. Uh, normal sa kanila yon. So, pag nagsimulang masunog yung bush, iniilag na nila or dinadala na nila yung mga tupa nila sa ibang lugar. Bakit? Because of the possibility of the burn, uh, bush fire na magkaroon. So, matitreten yung mga, yung mga alaga nila. So, pero dito... Ang ayun nga, ang attention ni Moses is tiningnan niya hindi yung hindi, ang nagcaught ng attention niya is hindi yung angel of the Lord kundi yung burning bush. It is a familiar familiar scene or familiar event na kay Moses. But before we uh, we examine ko ano yung naging ano yung naging reaction ni Moses. Someone asked me this question. Sabi niya, why does God appear in the bush? O nga naman, pwede naman sa bato. Diba? Pwede namang sa ibang bagay na nandun. So, why does God appear in the bush? Why does God use the bush to uh, to talk to Moses or use the bush para uh, ma-encounter niya si Moses? 
the bush in a Hebrew word means sane. So, ibig sabihin nun, a turnish crab. A small turnish crab. So, walang ano, walang, there's nothing special on that bush. Kung ano yung mga nakikita natin normal na bush, yun yun. So, why God use that bush? Why? Because during that time, pagan divinities were often associates with the notable tree. So, madalas yung mga pagans, yung pagsamba nila, madalas ang ginagamit nila, or ang sinasamba nila, is yung mga notable tree, o yung mga kilalang tree, yung mayabong, yung, yung matatag, o yung malaking puno. So, that is, uh, that is yun yung mga ginagamit ng pagan, pagan belief during that time. So, walang sino mang pagan ang titingin o sasamba do sa small and turny bush. And, and some... Uh, some Jewish rabbi also says that, suggests that the lowly bush was a symbolic of Israel during that time. Israel during that time is small and weak. Just like us. We're small and weak. May mga, may marami tayong limitasyon. Siguro ik, ik, ikaw yung taong um, just like me, na mas nakikita ko yung limitasyon ko kesa sa responsibility o sa bagay na gagawin ko. Ang tingin ko, sometimes yung tingin ko sa sarili ko before. Literally, I am small. <laughs> I am small and weak. Pero, if God's presence is with us, is with us, we will not be consumed by this fire of challenges. We will not be consumed by the waves of failure we will not be consumed by the fire of this life. The Lord will be the one who will preserve our life, just like what happened on the bush. It's it burning, but it does not consume because of the presence of the Lord. And Moses said in verse 3, I will turn aside to see this great sight, why the bush is not burned. When the Lord saw the turn, he turned aside, to see, he called to him out of the bush, Moses, Moses, and he said, here I am. Here is the point. Once God saw the break in Moses' concentration, God spoke to Moses. Once God saw na yung attention ni Moses ay nasa kanya na, or nasa bush na, God began to speak. Imagine kung gaano katagal hinantay ni God si Moses na, na balingan ng attention. Kasi sabi nga ni Moses, di ba, the, the, the bush is burning, yet why the bush is not burned? So ibig sabihin, matagal niya nang ino-observe yung bush na nag-aapoy. And he expect na during this period of time, ubus na o patay na yung apoy ng bush. But, tuloy-tuloy pa rin yung pagliliyab o paglalagablag ng burning bush. Imagine kung gano'ng katagal, uh, three, four, or five hours, pero hinintay pa rin siya ng Panginoon na ibaling yung paningin sa Kanya. Sometimes, it takes times for God to speak to us. We are in a such quick pace, get it done routine. Ito na yung routine natin, araw-araw, kailangan tapusin to, kailangan tapusin to. Napaka-busy natin. And God is waiting to us na ibaling yung atensyon natin sa Kanya, natapunan siya ng atensyon 
And once we do that, God will talk to us. No wonder we seldom hear from God. It is God, it is as if God has taken a number. Yung parang, parang yung nangyayari sa mall ngayon na kailangan natin pumila para, para makapasok tayo sa mall. Ganon din yung parang ginagawa natin sa Panginoon ngayon that He need a number para man lang matapunan natin siya ng atensyon. Eh minsan nga, kahit siya yung nauna, kung di siya yung priority, hindi pa rin natin siya pinapansin. Sakit, di ba? But that is the reality ng mundo natin ngayon. Reality na ginagalawan natin ngayon. Napakabilis ng mga bagay at nakalimutan na natin huminto kausapin ng Panginoon. My question is, kailan ang huling usap nyo ng Panginoon? Yes, yung prayer natin, madalas mechanical na nga lang. Eh. Di ba? Madalas parang nakarecord na. At kailan yung huling usap nyo ng Panginoon? ng puso sa puso. Our relationship with God become just a bunch of rules that we manipulate for our own agenda. Kailan? Kailan natin bibigyan ng atensyon ng Panginoon? Pero kahit na ganun, ganun tayo katigas or ganun tayo ka-busy, willing ang Panginoon na hintayin tayo. Just like what happened to Moses. Ano sabi niya? God, call him out of the bush. Moses, Moses. God says, Moses, Moses. Tinawag niya si Moses. Not just once, but twice. God is not going to shout. He speak in a still, small voice. Why? Because God wants our full attention. The repeated name in the Bible is not unusual in the scripture. Repeated names signal an special important moment in God's dealing with human. So, may ma-observe natin sa ibang sa ibang part of the scriptures na inuulit ng Panginoon o yung pagtawag niya sa kanyang mga sa kanyang mga kakausapin o sa mga tao. Why it indicates that uh, it is a signal of an important moment with God dwelling with humans. And ano sabi ni Moses? When the God called Moses, 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 sabi niya, here I am. Moses is doing something more than answering. God, nandito ako. He is doing something more than that. At least, he means that God has his full attention. Ngayon, sinasabi ni Moses na, nung tinawag siya sa Panginoon, God, nandito ako. You have my full attention. Moses is likely announcing that he is both present and listening carefully. And in verse 5, ano sabi doon? Then he said, Do not come near. Take your sandals off your feet, for the place on which you are standing is a holy ground. Is holy ground. Andale, andale. God summoned Moses in verse 4. Then in verse 5, he warned him away. Parang Moses, Moses. Tinawag niya si Moses. Then in verse 5, sabi niya, lumayo ka. Do not come near. Why? Because in, during, uh, in the time of Genesis and Exodus, there is a tension throughout Exodus between God, God's desire for the people that would draw to near. Ang gustong-gusto ng Panginoon na lumapit yung mga tao niya sa Kanya. God wants His people go uh, draw near to Him. 
but there is a danger involved in drawing near to Him. This time, the place are holy. Sabi ni Lord, di ba? Take off your sandals of your feet for the place in which you are standing is a holy ground. This time, the ground is holy. Not because of the burning bush, not because of the, of the location, but because, the presence, because of the presence of the Lord. There is a great power associated with such holiness. God is holy and His holiness is deadly to a sinful human being. Kaya pinalayo niya si Moses in verse 5. And then sabi niya, take off your sandals for the place in which you are standing is holy. Parang, here, God is emphasizing to Moses the gap between the divine and human. God is transcended in His holiness so Moses was not allowed to come close to Him. So, ano ba yung holiness? Holiness involves separation. God's holiness means that He is set apart from everything he, ha- he has made. Holiness is not simply His righteousness, although righteousness is a part of His holiness, but also His otherness, yung pagiging iba niya, o yung pagiging iba niya sa atin. It is the distinction between the Creator and the Creature, the infinite distance between God's deity and our humanity. So yun po, that's why most, that, that's why pinalayo niya si Moses. Kasi, mamamatay si Moses if he go directly to the holiness of God. So, why, God, why, why does God commanded Moses to take off his sandals? Actually, pag ini-invite tayo ng mga kaibigan natin or someone who is, uh, sabihin natin, special or may invitation na binigay sa atin, bago tayo pumasok sa bahay nila, we take off our, our shoes, our sandals, or sometimes our hat. Why? Because it is a token of respect. It is an inward reverence through an outward behavior. It is a token of respect. And we must approach the presence of God with utmost humility. In verse 6, it said, I am the God of your father, the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, and the God of Jacob. And Moses hid his face, for he was afraid to look at the God. Let me stop here. Sabi dun, I am the God of your father. Parang naamis ako dito sa verse 6. Kasi, the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, and the God of Joseph is a common formula uh, throughout the entire uh, Old Testament and even in the New Testament. It is a common formula in the scripture that God, uh, uh, the name of the patriarchs laging, laging uh, nasasabi, especially if it tackles about the covenant, the covenant promise of God. So, pero dito sinimula niya sabi, I am the God of your father. The father here is singular. So when I look at the original text or original word of the father, it means uh, the Hebrew word is ab, which means immediate or uh, immediate or physical. So what does it mean? This is a very personal approach of God to Moses. He's telling that I am the God of your father. I am the God of Namram. I hope na tama yung pagkakasabi ko ng pangalan ng tatay ni Moses. I am the God. I am the God of your father, your biological father. Kilala kita kung sino ka. 
God is just telling Moses that kilala ko kung sino o kung ano yung pinagmulan mo at kilala kita sa kung ano yung sitwasyon mo ngayon. Kilala kita kung sino ka. This is a very personal approach. And God also, during our time today, God also wants to have a personal relationship with us. And ina-approach tayo ng Panginoon personally. Hindi lang tayo nagbibigay ng attention at panahon para sa Kanya. And then what happened? Moses he hid his face for he was afraid to look at God. It is the fear of the inferior in the presence of the superior. It is the fear of the unholy in the presence of the holy. It is the fear of a man who knows that this is the pivotal moment of his life. Number uh, Second point, the great need. So bakit tinawag ni, ni God si Moses? Because of the great need. Sabi sa verse 7, Then the Lord said, I have surely seen the affliction of my people who are in Egypt and have, and have heard their, their cry because of their taskmaster. I know their sufferings. God tell Moses that he knows about the Israel affliction. God is telling Moses na alam ko yung pinagdaraanan ng mga taong to. Alam ko yung pinagdaraanan ng mga taong to bago, bago ka pa man mapunta rito sa ilang or bago ka pa man maging shepherd. In this verse, yung binasa natin kanina na uh, chapter 2 verse 24 to 25, then inulit yung tatlong verb dito. Sabi dito, I have seen, I have heard, I have known. So these are the three actions that God's characteristically takes toward Israel. For Israel is the object of God's intense attentiveness. So nakita ng Panginoon, narinig niya at alam niya yung pinagdaraanan ng Israel. And in verse 8, sabi dito, I have come down to deliver them out and the land of the hand of the Egyptians and to bring them up out of the out of the land of good and broad land, the land flowing with milk and honey to a place of the Canaanites, the Hittites, the Amorites, the Perizzites, the Hebrides, and the Jebusites. The Lord come down. What? Why? To deliver them up. He has entered the human world to correct the plight of His people. Sounds familiar? This is a fitting picture of the Lord Jesus Christ. That the Lord came down to deliver us out. We are slaves of our sins. Just like the Israelites during that time, we are also slaves of our sins. Without God, we are hopeless and destined to eternal damnation. But the Lord saw our affliction. The Lord sees our affliction. He heard our cry and know our sufferings in this present time and the future. That's why Jesus came down to deliver us out of the bandage and slavery of sin and bring us up to His kingdom. Bring us up to eternity. This is the fitting picture. This verse is the fitting picture of the Lord Jesus Christ. And verse 10, Come, I will send you to Pharaoh that you may bring my people, the children of Israel, out of Egypt. 
So now, the Lord reveals His intent. Nausap niya si Moses, pinakita niya ka Moses na kung, uh, kung ano yung pinagdaraanan ng Israel, na alam niya lahat ng nangyayari, and and approach niya si Moses personally, now the Lord revealed His intent. An intent that must hit Moses like a bombshell. An intent na ikinagulat ni Moses. Kami dito, Come, I will send you to Pharaoh. The Lord intends to deliver His people. And He intends Moses to serve as His agent. Wow! Parang nakakabigla, di ba? I'm just, kung ako yun, I'm just a shepherd, then, ganito lang yung usap natin, then biglang, isa-send mo ako. Di ba? So Moses, the shepherd of Jethro's sheep, will become Moses, the shepherd of the Lord's people. Sabi niya verse 11, But Moses said to God, ito na, ito na yung ano, ito na yung sagot ni Moses, Who am I that I should go to Pharaoh? and bring the children of Israel out of Egypt. Who am I? Parang, it reflects Moses' understanding of his modest resources and the magnitude of his task. Na, na, parang, during the, this time, na, tinignan, nakita ni Moses, or tinignan ni Moses yung kakayahan niya, yung sitwasyon niya na kung nasaan siya ngayon, and the magnitude of the task. Moses' eyes are on himself. Kaya niya ito nasabi. That might sound like a good excuse. Parang, yes, it is a good excuse. Who am I? Sino ba ako? But it is, in fact, extremely selfish. This is just the first of the five protests of Moses. Pag binasa natin, uh, chapter 3 to 4, may kita natin yung five protests ni Moses. His final plea, or yung final protest niya, is, Lord, please send someone else. It ganito ka... Ganito ka, daming dahilan si Moses para hindi siya yung isend ng Panginoon. But, the greatest battle in doing God's will will be the battle we fight within ourselves. The greatest battle in doing God's will will be the battle we fight within ourselves. Kung madalas nakikita natin kung kahinaan natin o yung sarili natin, na hinder natin yung will ng Panginoon na, na maisa katuparan sa buhay natin. I was teaching a uh, empowering leader last time. And ito yung sabi ko, the more na iniisip mong hindi ka qualify sa calling ni Lord, the more na isipin mong ikaw ang tatawagin ng Panginoon. Why? Because kung iisipin mong hindi ka qualify, then God calls you, you will rely on His strength. You will rely on His knowledge and not with your own. Kasi alam mo, hindi mo kaya. And if we will obey, magugulat na lang tayo sa kung ano ang gagawin ng Panginoon sa buhay natin. So there was a story na there, there was a man who went to a surgeon kasi nga luma, uh, he's losing his memory. So, the physician uh, did a deep study kung ano yung condition ng tao. Then, sabi nung, nung physician sa tao, uh, doon sa man, we can't, deal fully, uh, we can't deal fully with your problem without affecting your eyesight. Parang hindi ka namin magagamot 
or hindi natin magagamot yung pagka wala ng memory mo without affecting your eyesight. So one will have to go. So you need to uh, you, you need to make a choice. Yung may balik yung memory mo or you will lose your eyesight. So ano yung sabi ng nilalaki? I would rather keep my eyesight. I would rather see where I am going than remember where I've been. Same with us. Madalas hinihinder tayo nung nakaraan natin. Madalas hinahatak tayo pabalik. Kaya hindi tayo makausap. But when God says, go, then go. Alam ng Panginoon kung ano yung pinapagawa niya sa atin. At hindi niya to ipapagawa sa atin kung hindi niya tayo sasamahan. Moses had a every reason to feel inadequate for the call. He was an outlaw, an exile, a mere shepherd. And his one intervention with his Hebrew brothers did not inspire confidence in them to follow his leadership. Yun nga, yun napatay niya yung, uh, yung Egyptian. In this na encourage yung mga tao na gawin siyang leader, the Hebrews na gawin siyang leader, hindi, balik tayo nangyari. Ito yung past ni Moses. Moses is saying, the memory is too painful. The last time I attempted to do God's will, I blew it. Hindi ako karapat dapat. Who am I? And what is the large promise of God? He said, but I will be with you. And this shall be the sign for you that I have sent you. When you have brought, brought the people of, out of Egypt, you shall serve the God on this mountain. God answered answer Moses in adequacy in the same answer he gives to everyone with the same concern. Sinagot niya yung mga yung tingin ni Moses sa sarili niya or yung inadikasi ni Moses with the same answer sa mga concern natin sa buhay. Sino ako, Panginoon, para gawin to? And God said, I will be with you. When the Old Testament says that God is with someone, it means that God enabled that person to do what He asked Him to do. Let me repeat it. When the Old Testament says that when God is with someone, sabi ni God, I am with you. When God is with someone, it means that God enabled that person to do what He asked Him to do. But the question is, is God Nasa atin ba ang presensya ng Panginoon? So it doesn't really matter who Moses is. It doesn't really matter who we are because the Lord will enable us to work by His power. He will be there with Moses. He will be there with us and He will not let us to fail. Just like what He did to Moses. He enabled Moses and He never let Moses to fail. In verse 13, Moses said to God, if I come to the people of Israel and say to them, the God of your fathers has sent me to you, and they ask me, what is his name? What shall I say to them? So in an ancient time, bakit tinanong ni Moses to yung pangalan ng Panginoon? In an ancient time, to know a person's name was to know something very essential about that person. Actually, in the, um, if we read our Bible, may kita natin ibinigay at the name na ibinigay ng mga magulang do sa tao, it declares this destiny. Ganun ka-importante yung pangalan 
do sa tao during their time. Kasi sa atin ngayon, uh, maikumbine lang yung mga pangalan, okay na. But kailangan alam mo kung ano yung pangalan mo. Kasi every time na tinatawag ka in that name, they're declaring who you are. So ganun ka-importante yung pangalan during that time. Person's identity was tied up in the name. That, that the name expressed something of the person's essential characters. So, since Egyptians believe in many gods, it was essential to know the name of the one true God. Kaya tinanong ni Moses to. But Moses was not primarily concerned that the Israelites would care about the specific name of God. What they would really be concerned about was what does the name mean to us in the, in the circumstances we are in. Hindi nila, hindi nila concerned kung anong pangalan ng Panginoon. But their concern is what does the name means to us in the circumstances we are in. Ano yung sagot ni God? God is an awesome God. In verse 14, sabi doon, God said to Moses, I am who I am. And he said, Say this to people of Israel, I am has sent me to you. Wow. I am who I am. In Greek word, eye, asher, eye. So the word eye is a common singular verb to, uh, which means to be. Or it will be. Uh, to be or will be. So it can be used in any or normal situation, yung word na eye. Or the word I am. Example, I am walking on the, on the road. I am watching the movie. I am his brother. We can use that in a normal situation. However, if a ye or I am used as a stand-alone description, it became an ultimate statement. What does it mean? It means that I am is an ultimate statement of self-sufficiency, self-existence, and immediate presence. So that is the name of the Lord. Actually, this is not just His name. This is His being. That I, the I am who I, I am who I am is His being. It is the ultimate statement of who He is. It is from this answer, sa sinagot ng Panginoon na I am who I am, we get the Yahweh or the YHWH in Hebrews tetra- tetragrammatization. In Hebrews, it is, a, it is a Y-H-W-H. So, a four-letter a four letter word na walang bawal. So, hindi, hindi rin alam kung paano to bibigkasin. But because of the, uh, the name of the Lord, which is also an Adonai, kinuha nila yung bawal para mabuo yung name na Yahweh. So, in, any, in, in many English translation, Y-H-W-H is all, often translate Lord. Capital L-O-R-D. So it's part because the Septuagint, a Greek version of the Old Testament, used the Greek word kiros, uh, kirios, to translate the Hebrew Y-H-W-H into Greek. So uh, some of the, I think, third century Israelites or post-exilic Jews consider Yahweh or Y-H-W-H as too holy. Na... Sabi ng mga scholars na every time that they wrote the name of the Lord, uh, YHWH, sinisira nila or uh, 
pinapalitan nila yung ink na gagamitin nila and then naliligo sila. Because it is too holy for them. And that's why, para hindi rin masagasaan or hindi nila ma ma-break yung, uh, yung third command which is, Thou shall not use the name of the Lord in vain. They, they substitute Adonai or Lord, L-O-R-D, small letter O-R-D, capital L, small letter O-R-D, for Yahweh in public reading and writing of the Scriptures. It is the holiest name for God in the Old Testament. And it is for use by the covenantal people. So what are the some of the things we know about God from His name? Ano yung pwede nating makuha? Or ano yung pwede nating uh, maintindihan sa pangalan ng Panginoon? That God is the eternal self-existence, being who always was and always be. God is absolute reality. And there is no other reality outside of Him. God is dependent, no one or nothing. He is a self-sufficient God. God is perfect and cannot be improved. God is the standard of all truth, goodness, and beauty. And God is the Lord of all. This is what I am, who I am means. So God also said to Moses, say this to the people of Israel. We are in verse 15. The Lord or Yahweh, the God of your fathers, the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, and the God of Jacob has sent me to you. This is my name forever, and thus I am be remembered throughout all generations. Yahweh now is identify himself as God of Moses' ancestors, the God of the patriarchs, the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, and the God of Jacob. And Yahweh will be remembered throughout all generation. God name I am embodies the concept of God eternality and immutability, both of which link to what theology called aseity. So yun yeah, the word I am linked to what theology called aseity. And what is God's aseity? The aseity of God is his attribute of independent self-existence. God is the uncaused cause, the uncreated creator. He is the source of all things, the one who is originate everything and who sustain everything that exists. Ano pa yung ibig sabihin ng aside of God? He did not have beginning. He has always been. God is unchangeable, always the same yesterday, today, and forever. He will be what He is forever. So what is the implication na maintindihan natin to? Because of the aside of God, because, because of Yahweh, we can depend upon Him as independent one who is able to deliver, who is able to protect, and able to keep those who trust in Him. Wow. But wait, there's more. Jesus claimed the title, I am, for Himself. In John 8, verse 58, it says here, Jesus said to them, Truly, truly, I say to you, before Abraham was, I am. Referring to, to God's disclosure of Moses in the burning bush, Jesus of Nazareth is Yahweh himself, the Lord, the creator 
of the universe. Jesus is Jehovah. Jesus is Yahweh, the I Am. He is the eternal, self-existent one that is, he need no one else, which is what we see in the various description used by Jesus. Kaya nga siya gustong batuhin. Alam na mga, mga Pharisees during their time kung anong ibig sabihin ng I Am. Kaya siya gustong batuhin ng mga to because he is claiming that he is God himself. He is Yahweh himself. But as we read the book of John, may kita natin doon yung uh, various description na ginamit ni Jesus for who he, who, really, who he really is. Jesus said in John 14.6, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. He also said in Revelation 22, verse 13, the last chapter of the book of the Bible, Jesus said, I am the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end, the first and the last. And Isaiah also prophesied, saying his name will be called the Mighty God, the Everlasting Father, and Emmanuel, which means God is with us. Jesus indeed is the great I am. Since this is the case, since Jesus is the great I am, since Jesus is everything, then why do we look elsewhere? Why do we look to religion or to human philosophy for the meaning of life when Jesus is the great and unchangeable I am? Magkakaroon lang ng meaning yung buhay natin if we accept Jesus into our life. If we believe in Him, if the presence of God is within us, what does this mean for us today? Ano ngayon? What does it implies for me? Knowing, knowing the society of God, knowing that Jesus is the great I am. Jesus is the same yesterday, today, and forever. Even though we may not have been faithful as we should, Jesus still remains faithful, which means he cannot change. So his promise, God's promise to, to Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, and even yung ginawa niya sa Israelites na redemption and salvation is also the promise God wants to give unto us. If we believe and if we look unto him, because Jesus is the great I am, or Jesus is Jehovah, Jesus is Yahweh, he doesn't change. And as such, we can trust Him and His Word that He keep whatever He promised He has made. Actually, Jesus not, not only made the promise, but Jesus is the promise Himself. Sabi dun, balikan natin yung verse 8. Sabi dun, and I have come down to deliver them out. To bring them up out of that land. Jesus came down to deliver out, to deliver us out, to deliver us from the bondage of sin and bring us up to His kingdom. Jesus' proclamation that He is the, the, the great I Am is a promise to His word, lost in sin and needing salvation. Just as God came down and presented Himself to Moses in the burning bush, promising salvation and deliverance, Jesus came down and died upon the cross, promising salvation and deliverance to all who would believe in Him from their bondage to sin and death, offering forgiveness now 
and heaven in the end. Let me repeat this. Jesus came down and died upon the cross, promising salvation and deliverance to all who believe in Him from their bondage to sin and death, offering forgiveness now, offering forgiveness now and heaven in the end. Because of Jesus, we have salvation. Let me end with this verse in Colossians 1, 16 to 17. It says here, For by Him all things were created in heaven and on earth, visible and invisible, whether thrones or dominion or rulers or authorities. All things were created through Him and for Him. And He is before all things, and in Him all things hold together. Paul directly pointing to Jesus, the one who holds all things. Church, maybe tayo, yung mga taong in our ordinary days, napaka-busy natin, na hindi na natin natatapunan or nabibigyan ng atensyon. Our full attention ng Panginoon. Na parang normal na lahat nakakasawa na rin minsan, nakakapagod. But God is waiting for us to go near near to Him. God wants to talk to us. He wants to have a personal relationship with us. Kung paano personal niyang in-approach Moses, nakilala kita, alam ko ang nakaraan mo, alam ko ang kasalukuyan mo at alam ko ang inaharap. And I am here. God is telling us that I God is telling us that He is here with us. He wants to have a personal, a personal encounter with us, a personal relationship with us. Maybe tayo yung mga nashado ng busy sa nangyari sa mundo, nakinain na ng concern natin sa nangyari sa paligid, yung attention natin. It's time for us to go back to God. Or maybe tayo, ma, tayo matagal ng kristyano. Then because of what happened, mas nakita natin yung sitwasyon kesa sa nakita natin yung, yung, yung presence or yung grace ng Panginoon. It's time for us to go back to the burning bush. The bush is still burning. God wants our, our attention. God wants to talk to us. Let me pray para dun sa mga unang tao sa mga taong nasabi ko. Lord, yes Lord, naging busy kami masyado sa nangyayari sa mundo. Naging busy kami sa mga sa, sa mga sitwasyon na pinagdaraanan namin. Mas nakita namin yung personal or physical na pangailangan namin kesa sa pangailangan namin spiritual. Lord, we ask for forgiveness, Lord. And Lord, we ask you, we ask you Holy Spirit to guide us to give the fire of faith burning into us, Lord. Hindi namin to kaya. And we believe, God, because of your presence, because you are with us, malalampasan namin to. And thank you, Lord, for who you are. Thank you that you hold all things together into your, into your hand. And Lord, we humbly bow down to you. Tinatanggal namin yung mga sandalias namin, Panginoon, as a sign of our uh, as a sign of humility 
before your holiness, God. Lord, once again, Ikaw po yung, mag, ikaw yung patuloy na mag-alab sa puso ng bawat isa. Ikaw yung patuloy, Panginoon, na mangusap sa bawat isa. Kung ano man yung pinagdaraanan namin yan, ikaw yung maging kalakasan namin. And always remind us na hindi mo kami pababayaan. You will always be with us. Lord, thank you for this time. May you be glorified sa lahat ng ginagawa namin. And maybe you are asking na hindi ko kilala yung sinasabi mo, I am, the great I am. I don't know Jesus. Hindi naman ako bandage ng kasalanan. Same with Moses. Parang sinasabi natin, who am I? ba? Diba? That we are not qualified. Yes, we are not qualified. But God will be the one who will qualify us. And makakwalify lang tayo if we will knew Him, if we will believe in Him personally. Our salvation, hindi, hindi tayo pwedeng umangkas sa salvation lang ng mga magulang natin or ng mga kilala natin kristyano. We need to have a personal Lord. and We need to make Jesus as our personal Lord and Savior. So if you want to know Jesus, we have a number down on, the, on our screen. You can text it or call it. And as uh, leaders will answer you, and willing to help you to, do, to study Jesus to be a part of your life. Again, God is with us. He is the great I am. Jesus is the great I am. He is who he is. What an awesome God. Shall we pray? Lord, once again, maraming maraming salamat, Panginoon, for your word. Thank you for who you are, God. Napakaliit namin, Panginoon, sa harapan niyo. But still, you care for us. We believe that you heard our cry. You seen our affliction, O Lord. And you knew our situation. God, thank you. Hindi man kami karapat-dapat, O God. But still, binigyan mo kami ng task, Panginoon. Not because kaya namin, but because you are with us. Lord, we ask for your presence all the rest of our lives, Panginoon. Guide us, help us, and Lord, lead us. Once again, God, thank you. You deserve all the honor and all the glory. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. The Lord keep you. The Lord keep you. The Lord keep us. The Lord bless us always. And the Lord, may the Lord protection, love, mercy, and grace be with us. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. The service has ended. See you next week for the second week of our series, Awesome God. God bless us all. Thank you for listening. We hope you were encouraged by the message today. Feel free to share this episode to your friends too. Subscribe and follow us on Facebook and YouTube for videos and updates. For more information about our church, visit Victory Carmona Facebook page.